talking with words. Welcome back to Talking with Words. You're here with Rob, James, David, Ryan. And tonight we're going to watch the remake of The Crazies from 2010, starring the delicious Timothy Olyphant. Uh Rod, how do you say her name? Radha Mitchell? Radha? She's a South American princess. Sounds about right. Uh, there are a lot of people in this that you will recognize their faces, but not really their names, like John Alward, uh, Glenn Morshower from 24, uh, Gregory Sporletter from, I think he was in Justified, you know, a bunch of Nazi people from Justified, Just a Wellborn. This is described, this is a remake, described as after a strange and insecure, insecure? How do you have an insecure plane crash? Anyway, after a strange and insecure plane crash, an unusual toxic virus enters a quaint farming town. A young couple are quarantined, but they fight for survival along with the help from a couple of people. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a dumb synopsis. David, take us away for the parents' guide. Yeah, so let's start out with what we don't have, and that is sex and nudity. None. Don't need Son it. Son of a bitch. Why? Because we have severe violence, gore, and profanity. Well, in that case. Yeah. Now, there's mild alcohol, drugs, and smoking, but also severe, frightening, and intense scenes. That's what I really want. And in none of them does the plane start to feel better about itself. It's it's always really insecure. It needs some Zoloft. <laughs> it's, having a, it's having a day. Yeah. All right. Have you Has anyone else seen this? I've definitely seen it. Yeah, seen I've, it? I've seen it several times. I have James? not. All right, so we do have a version of this movie. We'll be back in, you know, minutes. Seconds. No, seconds. Let's do seconds. All right, we're back. We watched The Crazies. It was crazy. Great, great movie. I, you know... I don't know about you guys. I've watched it. Well, actually, Ryan, you said that during the intro. You've watched yeah. it several times. I have as well. Still love it every time. I mean, it's it's a well-done movie. It's a remake. And George Romero is still involved, which is, I mean, George Romero is one of my heroes. And this is one of those where it's the, that horror, that human against human, the, the true evil of, of human nature. At the end, you have that personified and then the, the pull you know the, the hook at the very end where they say oh yeah by the way this isn't over this is still gonna happen oh yeah spoilers um <laughs> i mean that's what romero does best like he he puts people against people in the best way you can possibly do it and he does it every time he, he hits one of these and that's one of the things i love about this is, is the remake is truly original yeah, and you know, actually, I, I like that you, you mentioned he puts people against people because, as is made clear at, at pretty much the end of this movie, uh, well, close to the end, the whole idea behind the uh, contaminant, whatever it is, that gets in the water is to destabilize the population. And that's so it's not making people evil, it's just kind of making them lose the. Oh, by destabilizing them. I can't really put that in better words. The humanity, like yeah. dissolving the humanity. But of, it's, of it's the, not of though. So what it, what it's doing is it's just taking away the structure, I guess the things that they feel like they have to adhere to. So that you have some characters who are just nuts and want to go around and kill everybody. You've got one character who just wants to ride her bicycle and pretend that she's not, you know, 
80 years old, which actually I, I was looking at trivia that she was in the original movie. Oh, uh, so that, that one was. Yes. Yeah. yeah the, the one, I the figure one there was, around. I figure yeah. there's at least one. Um, and then you have the deputy who is just a good guy. You know, he's, um, he's, he's a little quick to the trigger, but he, he's saving his buddy's life constantly. He's doing the right thing. Likes to kill white guys, but it's all right. And even at, even at the end, he realizes, you know, when he says, you know, I'm not right, but can I walk with you guys? You know, he's still even destabilized. He wants to be a person. So that's, that was really loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of those classical tropes of like the zombie when you, when you, you know, you've been bitten. Yeah. Can I, can I go until I'm done? Yeah. One of the heroes sacrifices themselves. And, yeah. and beyond that, you know, when he go, when he says, Hey, I'm, I'm going to die. Let me make this distraction. He doesn't go, even though he's really angry at the military because they are the face of, you know, whatever, whatever covert organization has caused this They're to happen. Bad guys on this one. Yeah. Yeah, he he still retains um, that recognition that they are just people at the same time. So he puts like he removes all of the bullets from his gun before he pulls it because he wants them to shoot him. He knows he's right. gonna die anyway, right. but he does not want to take anyone out in a fit of anger. So I, I think that proves that that character already has gone through everything that drug can do to him, but he is still human. And I think that's kind of your Atlas Shrugged scenario where you have. You have the the center, which is the how are we going to survive this new level, and then you have the people that are in the background that are this is the common thread that we're going to pull. It's already been working forever. This is what we're going to do, and then you have the farther extent of we can save humanity one or the other, and I think that's a good example of holding back with one character group as opposed to just making it black and white. Yeah. And it worked really, really well. Like what you described is perfect. That's, that's how it worked. Yeah. And, but again, the three of us have seen this many times. So we've kind of had time to form that opinion, but there is one person who's only seen this one time. So what, what are your thoughts? That's a fact. Um, well, I mean, first off, I felt personally attacked uh, because the first person to walk out of the field was the town drunk and he was shot. So I feel that's that's my personal attack right there. I feel like that was in it against me right there. Oh, I thought well, you were actually, talking about me. It's like actually, in my community, I would be the first one taken out. No, no. If it makes you feel better, he used to be the town drunk. He's been sober for two was, years. Yeah, so he, he has given up that position. He also had a 0.0 alcohol level yeah. after they uh, went into his bloodstream. And it, it seems clear that. Totally innocent man. And, and, and I, I'm also still very concerned about the fact that his wife and son both look infected before they were infected. Well, no, actually, so you you're think, talking about you when, when they, they were showed both up. Infected? Yeah, they were. And yeah. I'm glad you caught that because I actually, I just noticed that during this time watching because I'd never really paid that close of attention. But they do because you think, oh, they're just grieving. They they look oh. terrible anyway. No, nah, they're nasty. They are in the first house to receive that. So he just I must have been afraid it's just another moment. redneck joke. Yeah. No, but you. But now, now that you pointed out, that makes perfect. Well, sense. I mean, they were the most the upstream. Son had that look on their face because he was get, already infected. Yeah, they yeah. were the most upstream to get the actual chemical into their household, and they were they were first yeah. off on the drinking. Right. So yeah, they all drinking. So yeah. so like the son looking super haggard, Flow. the woman slapping the sheriff, which I mean, to, to be fair, is understandable in her position, but that's probably not what the person she was would have done had she not been affected by this stuff. You just don't, you know, the characters in the movie don't pick up on it because they don't know what's happening yet. So that, that that's a really cool. It was early stages, though. Yeah. I had a good time 
with stereotypes like that and, and several other places like where, you know, the, just the rules that you don't follow that lead you into these situations. Like, you know, everyone splits up at the wrong moment. Um, maybe don't go to the morgue. I mean, that's got to be a hot spot of <laughs> activity. Every zombie. Or maybe have the, uh, the grain silos were uh, thrust upon us, I believe is how it was described. I, 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 I noticed it. It was just blaring right there in front of me. The grain silos were very uh, phallic. Just saying. Listen, if this no is one has dreamed of having sex with a grain silo, <laughs> this is not your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll see you guys well, later. <laughs> well, you so know, okay, going back, well, going there, we were already we spoilers with the uh, the parental guy when there was no sexual. Uh, anything going on. So we, we already skipped past the eighties. There's no teenagers going off to have sex and killed by zombies. That didn't happen. Yeah. We just found the grain silos. That's all. Just (laughs) So going back to the beginning of this, we were talking about George Romero, which is the father of the modern day zombie essentially. And, um, they did the song, the Johnny cash intro, which has kind of become a staple for the zombie, or at least it was a staple, like, at the time. You had uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. You had this. You had... Um, well, so, because you mentioned that, I was I was looking at some other trivia, um, and apparently the, the song they played for this one yeah. is on the same album as, uh, what is The Man Comes Around. Yeah. It was played yeah. at the beginning of the remake yeah. of Dawn of the Dawn Dead. Of the Dead. So right. Yeah. That's kind of a connection there. I think that was deliberate. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, he kind of became known for that because at the end of his life, I mean, this was right on the time when he died and at the end of his life, he was morbid, but he had a sense of humor about it. So he was doing a lot of zombie stuff and like a lot of dark, uh, cause he was like, he was a cat or he was a, what was he a Protestant? So he was doing the, the preacher thing with the, the jokes about, you know, Catholicism and, uh, what modern day Slayer does except. It's actually a joke. Yeah, and he and he he wrote that uh, that song that uh, Nine Inch Nails did an okay cover of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's Sorry. he's real good at talking about heroin. <laughs> for those listening, I I know that uh, Trent Reznor wrote that. So can we talk about Russell for a minute? That guy was badass for like ninety percent of the movie. James, I think you recognized it very early on how yeah. awesome Russell was to sacrifice himself multiple he was, times. Uh, he, he, it was clear he 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 was doing everything right, everything right until finally something got him, and we're still not even sure what got him. Well, and he didn't even do the classic turnaround where he uh, attacked his fellow man. He he suicided by cop, but he he saved them what like four or five, six times, three times plus the last because so he talked four. about how many yeah. times, and then at the end he made the. Uh, Straight up uh, saved him three times. There were right. some other. The shot through the window is the yeah. one that I'm always thinking of because that that's like awesome. it's a very George O'Keefe picture when you think about it, with the window drapes and the I like that comparison. The, the rifle barrel pistol right up in the middle of that, and you know he he saved the women. I still like his he first saved save. His, he saved his buddy. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's the same thing. No, it's not. Could be. <laughs> yeah, he's he is just he is proof that you can do everything right. That you know you can be the good person. You can really be 
the thread that's holding everything together and that does not guarantee your safety. In fact, that may guarantee that you are going to die. Too good to live. Yeah. Yeah. So, so story of my life. The lesson we should take from this is that if there is ever some sort of zombie apocalypse or, you know, uh, something like what happened in the crazies, let's, let's find someone who is awesome at everything they do and keep them with us so that we survive and they die. And, you know, we, we can just kind of go through the motions. Actually, you know what? I think this is a great time to listeners, the three of you with me at the table, if there's ever a zombie, uh, psychotic, crazy scenario, safe word, pineapple. <laughs> so if I go to any of you and say, what's the safe word? And if you don't say pineapple, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Just so you know that from now on. And I expect you to shoot me in the face as well if I don't say Wait, pineapple. You're, you're going to be going up to people? Oh, I'm starting yeah. tomorrow. Really? Just in case. I was going to invite you to just come hang out at the Winchester and have a, have a pint or two and wait for it all to blow over. Well, as uh, my girlfriend May used to say, we don't always need to go to the Winchester. That's just wrong. Well, she's dead now. <laughs> she didn't say pineapple. Wow. <laughs> that took a dark turn. Well, yeah, she wasn't a good kisser either. Anyway, so pineapple, pineapple. is is the, the key word. If any of you get even butterflied. Pineapple. Ryan, James, you know butterflies. Pineapple. Pineapple. David, you'll know soon. What? I have no idea what's going on right now. Exactly. Hey, say pineapple. I don't want to. Oh, you should. <laughs> talking about butterflies going to crazy town. Yeah, what else here. were we talking about? Well, okay, so let's go back to the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we were talking about that character, uh, and that, that actor is actually really good. I'm surprised he hasn't been in uh, more things. Uh, Joe Anderson. Um, when I, So I, I actually, I should have mentioned this during the intro. I remember the first time I saw him in anything was in across the universe, which is a completely different genre. Uh, Wait, like the Beatles? Across yeah, yeah the, the musical film. Yeah, he was one of the main characters in it. That's right, he was. Yeah, um, and he was really good in that. And, then, you know, then he went to play this very serious role um, and then didn't really see Which one was that? Anything. Uh, it, was, it was the um, the the film with a lot of Beatles music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Jim, yeah, all of a sudden Sturge. the Beatles were yeah, Jim Sturges, from the universe. And uh, was, so which which actor was it from this movie? Joe Anderson, the he played the deputy. Yeah. Oh, the actual deputy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote down. Uh, I wouldn't have deputy had you not said it. I liked his character simply because I feel like his character towed the line on. He, he was a good guy. He, he, he walked he, the line. Yes. Sorry, did I, did I cut gonna, you off? Are there? we going to go all the way in there? Yeah. <laughs> So like they stuck, motherfucker. <laughs> we're we're not just getting our toes wet. We're diving all the way in, like that mayor who was just hanging out in his pool, living his best life. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll delete that later. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> the joke from, from previous, <laughs> from the last episode. Anyway, um, what were you saying, Ryan? No, he. So there's there are certain parts in the movie where he kind of comes off like a dick. Uh, before he starts to change. As it, a protector. Yeah, so, I mean, he he's the good deputy, the good friend, saved everybody on more than one occasion. Right. But 
at the same time, you can also see how he was the good old boy redneck that potentially joined the sheriff's department just to shoot somebody. <laughs> Man, don't we all? <laughs> but he, uh, still kept all the qualities of the, of the the guy that's awkward, but you definitely want him in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so a couple of things that uh, I want to talk about were um, – well, I say a couple of things. One one thing that I want to talk about was how they used some kind of cool little shots and sounds that I think always work well in these types of movies. So what really stood out to me, what I made notes about is, first off, when, when Rory is walking onto the the field with a shotgun yeah, and yeah. Sheriff is standing there, he drops his coffee and you cut to the coffee dropping and being spilled. And there's something about that. Like just anytime like someone drops a, a glass and liquid spills. It just really sets a tone. Like it's a we're stopping reality moment. Yeah, yeah. Like like oh, you know this is this is not right because we we don't spill things. That doesn't happen in, in normal day to day shit. Yeah. So that that that's that's kind of a cool scene that I, I always think works. And then the other thing that really stood out is when um, the the woman who decided it was definitely not Isla Fisher uh, when she. <laughs> Uh, she and her son. Krista Ray Lynn. Okay, yeah, yeah. When she and her son are in the the closet, and her husband is walking around, and they do really well. They cut out pretty much everything except for they're breathing in the closet, and then you hear boots on on a wooden floor. Yeah, moving slowly, and the creak, the creak of wood, which is always so effective at building tension. Fantastic. Like I love that. They That's how I get my kids to sleep. Actually. I deliberately moved into house with creaky wood floors. I, I feel like that could be true. I mean, I, no, I, I like I, I believe that you moved into a house with creaky wood floors. But I see nothing strange about that. But I, you know, I could see you putting your children to sleep with creepy. My wood kids floors. know if the creaks get closer, uh, you're not going to get another chance to go to sleep. We will listen to Metallica at full volume all night, <laughs> like crazy stoners from 1996. Anyway. No, yeah, I, I think that is a, a great example of push behind the, the visuals that that builds that up. I mean, there's only so many things that actually affect reaction out of people now, and it has to be something that is either, like, sewn into you, like the, the creaky wood floors, or, like, um, I will always remember, like, the uh, of Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, yeah. Or you like have the songs Halloween. from yeah like the Halloween song yeah we have the uh, the Freddy the one two Freddy's coming for you like that that sound is so important if you do it right and it's hard to make that um, as effective these days because we've I mean we've but, been doing a hundred years of, of movies but I think the way to do it is exactly like they did it in this one and what makes it effective is that you cannot see the person who's walking right and so that's when, what I'm saying I agree with that, you that that's so important yeah. on making that that sound a character yeah but, well, but it, it put because it puts you in their place right you, know, you can't help but be listening hard to hear what's coming next yeah well I loved when they would cut to someone you know in a resting moment and then all of a sudden there's a standing character behind them yes off off to the side and at that point you knew it was on because that person is standing abnormally still and they weren't doing anything threatening just standing there yeah. then they cut away the person's not there next thing cut back 
They're in your face with doing whatever it is they're going to do with whatever weapon they had. It's a chill moment that it's supposed to make you step outside of yourself and go, oh, shit, what's that guy? Which I'm assuming you're talking about like the diner did it really well. The diner did uh, it. But there, the the bedroom did one. it well. I mean. That nursery scene, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of those in this that they don't just, as soon as you see them go, ah! and run at the camera. You've got a lot of that where they're just in the background, just making you go, fuck's that guy going to do? Like, if you don't know, that's like half the part of it. And a lot of them, it just seems like they were just catching their breath and we <laughs> should have realized. Just, just breathing heavy. <laughs> they just had a big workout, filling a, a meat locker with bodies, and they're, they're resting, just standing there, staring off into nowhere. They had a bunch of Who hot turtle soup. Right? It's very tiring. And you, I mean, normally you'd be drinking water, but they probably figured out, well, can't drink this water anymore. Oh, no. At that they point, wanted more of that better. drinking water. They clearly were not drinking the monster energy drink. Those heathens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, monster, sponsor me and give me your drinks. I love them. Great product placement. Monster in a monster. This is drink. Rob. I want your monsters in my mouth. <laughs> Everyone else, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> So I, I do want to throw one other thing out, uh, and I realized this when when they were in the the barn and that soldier came back and you know they yeah, knock him out, yeah. they, they take his gun, and I I realized that when we watched um, that other film was it uh, Phantoms? Phantoms, yeah. When I was talking about the military equipment and how you know the regular oh, soldiers yeah, yeah. normal stuff, actually, was, when we were talking about that in the back oh. of my mind, I realized tonight I was thinking about this movie how they, they kind of show up in very standard issue gear that, you know, pulls off really easily. Yep, it's yep. not, you know, it's not something that's, you know, the the crazy secret lab shows up with full body suits. It's literally... You're a not surviving so longer than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. I was... Uh, I really like this movie, but that's the only thing that frustrates me, and Phantoms was the first thing I thought of. Because in the scene where they turn the... Uh, the high school into a quick science lab. Um, quick. Yeah. There is an array over the course of 75 to a hundred feet in that scene where you go from standard gas mask and nothing else to supposed scientist in a Tyvek hazmat suit with another hazmat suit on top of it. And oddly enough, the ones that were fully covered were in the middle and not the guys working with the people. They still had exposed respirators and oxygen. Tanks so, and actually, I find that kind of realistic, and I'll, I'll tell you why. It is I, not. I'm on the hazmat team, and it is not realistic. But, but you're, well, you're in a hospital, and you're with. And here's here's the point I'm making. You're with a group that trains to do this stuff. Like you've, you've sent me pictures before of you guys practicing wearing. Oh yeah, hazmat suits. So what, hold what on, I think of, can we get some of those pictures to put on our website? Yes, can we? Sure. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, hey, stay tuned, <laughs> motherfuckers. You, you won't know it's me, but I've got plenty of pictures in what, what I think has, of this hazmat suits. And I want to be clear: this is like this is not a critique of the military at all. No. Um, but I, I could see it being real realistic, where you've got so they quickly have to adapt to the situation that no one has planned for. So they pull in, you know, like probably the local guard or maybe. Um, like let's maybe there's a base somewhere with he, he did say his guard unit uh, got yeah, flown okay. in pretty much immediately. Yeah. yeah, so they pull these guys in. These guys don't know what's going on. They you know, nothing has been passed on because there's probably someone in the chain that hasn't decided what can be disseminated to the regular level troops. They're just like, Hey, put on your, your gear, be safe. 
We don't know what's going on. So these guys are doing their best. Then you've got this other group that comes in that probably handles things like this more often, the guys in the heavier suits. But my guess is that these two groups have never worked together before. No, and definitely not. In that case, it's not going to go right. Like if you, if you don't ever practice things together with complex uh, situations like that, that's it's, what it's SOPs gonna fall are for. The level you're talking about, though, I'm pretty sure there are, are very specific teams to take on that level at the core. The containment. Probably, or, but they just haven't gotten them there yet. Well, okay. This yeah, all happened it, so quickly. To poke holes in the in the storyline, though, when the plane went down, why wasn't there a hazmat team Yeah, or on the plane? They, they should have. Well, the locals found it? It probably was. They're, they're dead in the airplane still. They are no good to us. But you would think when you lose communication with the plane and knowing it crashes that, if, okay, if, let's have one at least dispatched to the area on standby. The couple groups of scientists were not not in a good order for handling that situation. Again, that's me with a hazmat yeah, background. And, and also, it's, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's a film, so you've got to make them somewhat incompetent for the, for the story to... to well, for any, for any movie, yeah. obviously... Well, I say obviously. We hope that any actual team is way more prepared than anything we see in film. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a film that is like, hey, everyone did exactly what they should do, and it worked out awesomely, which is usually not fun for film. So we assume and hope that our actual counterparts in real life for diseases, self-defense, any of that home defense line is better than what we see in the the movies. I think the point I was trying to make, and I, I did not do a good job of making, is that at least they created oh, a plausible I, situation. I didn't actually realize you were about. talking. I was it's, asleep. Yeah. Over it's it's fine. Minutes. No one does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, this, this whole segment, this whole part will be cut out. It'll just be you guys responding to something. No one can hear. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just, I think it's they like did a good job with it in this with film Chris. with, with making it seem plausibly realistic as opposed to like, say 28 weeks later where it's just, incompetence stacked on incompetence stacked on let's just make them do the dumbest thing possible so that we can move this movie along. I think that's why you see the, uh, I mean, spoilers, the ending, the way it ended um, with that, with this one town, they screwed up everything. I mean, just look at the fact that they went, I mean, our hero, the deputy sacrificed himself at the checkpoint, which is, you assume that's the perimeter of the military's action. Sacrifice him. They walk around him because they're distracted by one man, and they walk on to a truck stop that is somehow, I guess, outside the perimeter. So that's where they were bussing people at the beginning of the movie. And 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 it's not clear. So they had the, the military had their perimeter. Yeah, see, I didn't see that. I didn't realize stop. that was the truck stop from earlier either. Yeah, well, I thought well, it I mean, was just like, oh, crazy people decided to, like, hang out here. Yeah, that, that is a little oh, weird. Well, that, the... I missed the, that part. The, yes. the cow trailer of full of they should have hit the well, and burned after bodies. the truck stop. So it's like it's already been cleared, but at the same time, there are also all those dead soldiers. So maybe they just no one has checked in with them to realize they're all dead, and that those hunters went in and somehow took that it would out. make sense. So they they did have a lot of radios that were still alive. Yeah, yeah, the, those are the soldiers you're talking about. Yeah, that would make sense. Or or maybe it was just like okay, we know this one location is bad. We'll get back to it. We're gonna block the roads because that's where people are most likely to go. Sure. Well, the. the the time lapse between the two events was not that long. It was like I mean, three it, days, four days. 
I mean, I'm just talking about from the roadblock to the to the diner slash truck stop. Oh, to the actual end part. Yeah, I mean, you're, okay. yeah, you're talking a, a, a 30 minute brisk walk from one to the other. Brisk. There was a lot of walking. There was a lot of walking. So, so I did not. I did not realize that that was where they were dumping the bodies. So that makes a little more sense because I was thinking, oh, people just. I love gassing my truck up, so this is where I want to spend my afterlife now that I'm a zombie person. Well, they they took them all there, and um, you know, they were taking people in separate buses and and separate uh, trailers, and the ones that were right. potentially infected or appeared to be coming infected. Uh, that's why there was a trailer full of dead bodies. Trailer. So I got the impression they just killed everybody. I, I don't uh, think they I let mean, any, prob- I don't think they took anyone out. Probably. Well, I did like it the truck stop where um, the tried and true method of hiding from your attackers or your pursuers by getting in the, the pile of bodies. So she's like in the in the in the the, the whole. It looked like a meat locker or a freezer, just okay. full of bodies, and then she just hides inside there, and they completely. They completely missed her. That bitch. And they also did, they did the classic um, can't start the truck gag. They right did there. that, yeah. and then they also <laughs> loved that part. They also flipped the fucking truck. You know that they, they, yeah. for no good reason, and I've seen it a million times. That always causes me a lot of stress. Can't start the car to get away. It, it, it's like every bad dream you've ever had. You just can't move, and it's are, right there in front of you. Are you a chase person? Like you don't like being chased. Uh, I I don't know. In, in, at the bar. These are unusual circumstances. <laughs> Zombies chasing you. I don't I don't get tested with that very often. Like like Sally. Like if we go to like I love going to haunted houses mm. because I like to see what they can dream up to like scare people or be the next thing. So I'll I'll like I'll go into every little exhibit and I'll watch it and I love it and I'm not. I don't get scared of sh- anything. Like, not to scare me, I guess, but like just to be like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> have Have I tried? Well, you've been like with the mask, and you've been the. Oh yeah, well the the mask the mask scared Sally. <laughs> it scared Sally <laughs> quite a bit. I I forewarned you about that one. <laughs> I told you, it takes a lot to get to get out of me. At the end of that, I want to see what's like the thing that will do it. So, to your point. I don't not being able to start his car and not being chased. Uh, uh, Being chased. That's the scary part. You can't get away. You're stuck. God damn. We're going to have to like edit the fuck out of that. Like, yeah, check, 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 check. They they play with immobility a couple times. I mean, the car is one way of doing it, which you see all the time. And then the other one was with the, uh, when the, the two women were strapped down to the gurneys. Right. So does that like, does that like freak you out? Get away. Well, you, I, I think everyone who's watching that feels the helplessness that's going on. That's the horror of the situation. Is and that the, one of your things I, though? Like, does that freak you out that like, if you were, Oh yeah. You know, if I was, like, Im- you, if I was immobile? immobilized yeah. and couldn't get away. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's where my genetics kick in. I'm the fainting goat. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the fainting I screaming will, goat. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will faint, shit my pants and the predators will lose interest. <laughs> I'll see you. You'll, you'll this is my awesome. plan. I love this. I love this idea, David. What would be the thing that would like freak you the fuck out? And you'd just lose your shit. Like his is being chased, done, dead. What's I yours? I don't know. Actually, 
Think about it, Ryan. What what scares me as far as being like what would freak you out to the point of you being like, fuck this, I'm out, and just either fall on your back done or walk out of the the house, walk out of the room. I'm I'm not super claustrophobic, but if I'm not expecting it and I suddenly am closed in too much, yeah. like you know, if you we're going caving or something like that and I know what to expect. It's not that big of a deal. So like an, an MRI is not a big deal, but if you get like right. stuck in something. Yeah. So like if, I, if I'm doing something then unexpectedly can't get out of the so situation. So I should take you to a McDonald's play place. Exactly. I'll lose my <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes. David, did you figure something out? Yeah. If, uh, like if I, if I were in a situation where I had to say jump from a really high point, yeah, and like trust a, a rope or something to catch me, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> I, so I, I and I know this because I did a uh, I, did, I did a ropes course for for a thing years ago, and I was like climbing up to the high points and climbing around stuff. I was fine, you know, as long as I'm in like able to hold on to things. I'm in control of what I'm doing. I'm good. He's doing ninja arms right now, yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then at the end, they had they had me climb up to this really this high platform, yeah. and I had a I had a rope attached to me. <laughs> and I had to like jump out and try to hit this bell and then just fall. And the rope was going to catch me. And I was up there for like 10 or 15 minutes because I, I kept gear. So I got myself up. I was like, all right, all right. One, two. No, <laughs> and, this, and this rope's funny. not secure. And I could feel, so you had like the, the people that were running it and I could feel the woman that was running it kind of, Tugging at my rope, trying to make me fall. <laughs> but that wasn't going to happen. Come on, kid. <laughs> Legally, they can't push you. But... And I finally managed to make it happen. But, uh, yeah, so heights, not not my thing. That's not your thing? That's amazing. Yeah. What did we watch again? The Crazies. Crazies. Oh, yeah. That was a good well, movie. You mentioned claustrophobia. What uh, What about the scene with the, the mother and child locked in the closet? That was That was claustrophobic. It's a not a, not a small enough space. But also, it had its like that, own uh, alternate so, end. I mean, it, that was early on in the movie, so we we hadn't built up exactly what was going to happen right. or, or re, any reason to expect what was about to happen. Yeah, for for me, that's just poor planning because you you don't have an out at that point. Mm-hmm. But it's not. How many vehicles did we go through? All of them. At Every least, time they got a vehicle, it was it was trashed. Well, I mean, well, I mean that was the done intentionally. And it led to all the walking. Yeah, that was the end. They're like, well, we ran out of Broncos. So one other thing uh, (laughs) I want to throw out, I I loathe that they they went with the shot at the very beginning showing the town on fire, you know, where it's going to be. Right, right. And then they cut back Two days earlier, three days earlier, or whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah, showing the kind of more idyllic scene. So you know where it's going, but you don't know exactly how it's going to get there. You, you don't expect, uh, you know, a bone saw to come jumping across the, the floor. <laughs> Which I do love that the bone saw never quite got to the guy, but it got close. Thank because you, the deputy. Deputy. Was there. deputy literally saved his ass. No, he saved and his taint. balls. Yeah. So, Everything at the end of the this, they did, they did a classic George Romero, which they don't explain... What happens next? There's no, oh, they were safe. They're, they they survived. The end is, 
we need to expand the watch territory. The quarantine zone. Which is exactly the Tarantino or Romero, Romero shit. Hold on. Which is exactly the Romero shit that he does every time where he throws the survivors to the wolves or he just says the world's over or he does, he just pulls everything out. I, get, lo- I love the fact that they just let that He gives sit. them the Billy Mays. Yeah. Think we're safe, <laughs> but wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that he did that was, I loved it so much. And we were just talking about movies. I've got a list of movies. Three of them are Romero movies because the guy's a fucking genius. He knows exactly what he's doing. That, I, I, I agree with you completely. And I, I think what makes that work is, it, and it works, in, in my opinion, in some books as well. Yeah. Is it leaves it up to your imagination as to where it goes next? Because if they tie things together too, t- right, too right. perfectly, then you think, oh well, that's so. The rest of history, or the future is just boring. And and is you don't know if everything's tied together if you do it the way they do it. So these don't have to be connected stories; they can all be separate. Yeah, which is one of the things that he did really well. Which that makes each version like especially the movies like you don't have to you don't have to watch the new one and go oh well in dawn of the dead everyone died and the whole world's shit no this is a different universe this is a different story day of the dead is now this and i think romero was like one of the first people to do that i mean better than anybody else in cinema at least um until you have like lord of the rings kind of shit where they started catching up but romero's Decades of the Dead, if you will, were the first pioneers for what they were doing. That's, Agreed. That's, that's, my, that's my story. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're not saying anything because you're, you're, we, we agree. Uh, Spot on. I was just, I, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge horror fan, so it's easy for me to just get into that. But yeah, that, that's that's my opinion on that. And then we also have, which I think we need to do, we were talking about Romero's Dead films and doing a... Like a Romero day. I think I texted both of you about this. Probably. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. It's come up once or twice before. I think we should do a night, uh, dawn, day, and diary. No, uh, land and diary of Romero films. It's five in one day and record all that shit. That's a lot. (laughs) It's Oh, it's going to be a lot. We'll play it a little bit faster than it probably should go, but uh, yeah, we're gonna be drunk. Watch the movies at one point <laughs> five times, maybe like one point seven five, because <laughs> most of them are really slow anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's Romero. He, he likes to take his time. Dude, if we do that, can we watch the the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead? Oh, the Snyder cut with, with that del- <laughs> 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 throw some Richard Cheese in there. Yeah, I was about to say the delightful cut, Richard man. Cheese cover. <laughs> It's a Snyder gun cut because it's, uh, I think uh, Zack Snyder wrote it and James Gunn filmed it. Did you know that? No. I didn't. That's why it's fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It is so good. It's such a great, like, that was also the return of zombies, I think. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I watched that one in the theaters. I remember seeing that in theaters and I was like, Fuck yeah, zombies are coming back. Because I was a huge zombie fan. I was a huge horror fan. Yeah. 
And uh, when I saw that, I was like, ah, yes, finally. Like, give me some fucking zombies. And I was reading uh, the Walking Dead comics. And I mean, at the time, there were like 40 of them out. And they're like, oh, hey, by the way, and uh, next year we're going to do a Walking Dead series. It's like, yeah. You know, and you know, one thing that, that makes me think of that I kind of miss with not watching things on DVD anymore yeah, is that with most movies that are streaming, unless there's some functionality that I just haven't figured out yet, which yeah. is entirely possible, you don't see all the extra features. Like, for instance, with, uh, with Dawn of the Dead, you had kind of the video diary of the guy across the... Uh, Across the parking right, lot, I can't right. think of his name. Oh yeah, you know where which Ned or something like that. Yeah, the, the gun store owner. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was really cool, you know, and kind of sad because he's starving and he eventually, I think, eats the gold, goldfish and you know, spoilers. It, it's it's uh, awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they try to send him food and it goes south. But it, but that I, I feel like that added a lot to it. Having seen the movie, yeah. you're like, oh, here's yeah. this guy's story because you only see him holding up messages on a whiteboard the entire time. So I used to get carried away with extras. Back when I still bought DVDs on a consistent basis. Watch two hours worth of movie and nine hours worth of extras. Well, I mean, I, I'm i at the point now where we have unlimited movies and everything at our fingertips. But there are a few, and we're going to go back, way back. John Dies at the End, which was, I think, one of our first podcasts second one we posted i finally found it on blu-ray Ooh. and it has the director's commentary on it which yes. is all i wanted it for and i've been watching it and i'm so <laughs> disappointed the because it's just him like man you guys did a good job in this scene all right, what's the next scene? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> nothing like, technical, nothing about this backstory. Yeah, I love these books so much. <laughs> I expected so much about like what they had built. And he's just like, ah, you guys did good. You should be in my next movie. I did fantastic. And it was just, uh, uh, you know. So so it's, it's not like watching the, um, the commentary on Lord of the Rings where all, they're all just making fun of each other and. Well, they're making fun of me. <laughs> That's fair. So if, I, if I'm not mistaken, we're like right at a year out from when we first published we, John Dies at the End. I think that's uh, John Dies at the End. We did two. What were, our, what were our first two? Do you remember? Uh, well, the first John one that we, the first well, one that that we watched. Psycho we Gorman was the first one we posted. So Psycho Gorman and John Dies at the End. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, Go back one year from now and listen to Psycho Gorman and John dies at the end. So, and then compare them to, I don't know, like a couple of weeks ago. Not tonight. Another another one. So Psycho Gorman and Fat Man were oh, January 28th. And Fat then Man. John dies at the end. It'd be one year tomorrow. February okay. 2nd. Tomorrow night. Right, let, me, let me ask you guys. Tomorrow this. night. John dies at the end. So if you think back, just uh, and I was actually thinking this the other day. If you think back to Fat Man, what is the first thing that pops in your mind? What's the first scene that you immediately think of? In my mind, it's him with the kid. That's half the movie. You got to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> it's him threatening to kill the kid at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, uh, the the biggest thing I could like the one the scene that jumps out at me is um, 
when the kid gets pissed about losing the science fair or whatever, and he calls uh, uh, Walton, Walton Goggins, Goggins <laughs> I and he pulls his phone out and it just says shithead on the caller ID. Like, God, not this kid again. So what's I yours, David? Mine, mine is just that quick scene where the uh, the elf picks up the bomb and just twists <laughs> it and it falls, it falls apart. <laughs> It's just natural for him. To, it is. To, it's to such a good fucking sequence. God damn it. That's a good one. It's, I mean, that's honestly one of my favorite scenes in any movie I've ever seen. And unfortunately, it was not in the movie we watched tonight. But it could you, know, you know what else wasn't in the movie tonight that should have been? Skeletron. Exactly. Yeah. God damn it. Chris, why did you not say anything? <laughs> Everyone look at Chris. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Rob, you... Were you, were, were you recording what he's, you just said? He's right. Shame. Shame. No, no, no. Dude, that was a. That was some of the best commentary that I've heard from anyone. Oh. Is this hold mic on. off? Yeah, yeah, did you? Hold on. Chris, go ahead. All right, well, you're done. Um, what else do we need to talk about for this phenomenal movie? How would you rate it? I would give it a one duca to watch it again but i mean it's pretty phenomenal they they uh they check off a lot of boxes for me violence and humor and just horrible shit uh, i kind of like it james it doesn't exactly fit with my style <laughs> um I, yeah i go i would go with the three duca david i would i i'd go with the one duca i think is, as has been established pretty thoroughly. I, I really like this movie a lot. Yeah, I'm on the same level as David. I, you know, I probably had the equivalent of one Duca in beers and uh, tequila. Oh, we can do this more one? tequila. Okay. Um, I've watched this movie on several occasions with zero Ducas, and I have seen this at plus five Ducas as well. <laughs> I've probably seen this movie at least a dozen times. It's great. It gets better every time. And, and one of my, I mean, Tim the Elephant is like one of my top five favorite actors. Like this guy, he, he could do almost anything. Yeah, like if awesome. I if I was yeah. going to cast uh, like the Tide series, I would want him as one of the two top antagonists or. or uh, Eric or like some of those, some of those top level, or if I did Saturdays for suckers, that's, that's Felix Quinn right there. Cause that shitty and grin <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid shooting and grin. I, I could see it. Timothy join me. We made Netflix proud. I mean, they canceled uh cowboy bebop. So we got a room. Let's fill that gap. Come on, baby. You know, you know, it's funny. I, I, we were, we actually mentioned this earlier while watching the uh, the movie. I don't know that we could say about this a, this about anything else that we've watched, but I'm pretty sure that Ryan and I saw this one in theaters. Uh, yeah, back in the day, back when you know, back when we were in college and used to go to every movie that came out multiple times. Or in the case of uh, Cloverfield, I, I probably went to that like five times. Oh, shit. Jesus oh. Christ! So, Fantastic film. So did it. <laughs> Did you see anything different or did you feel anything different based on, I mean, the, the passage of time? I mean, does it change anything for you? 
Not really. I mean, the some of the, the jumps don't jump out as much because they're expected, but it doesn't lessen the experience. It doesn't lessen the quality of the film at all. Does uh, does the fact that this is a um, disease, um, you know, it's it's a quarantine situation, does that affect you more now than when you saw it originally? No. Doesn't even touch you. No, You cold really. motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, this is something completely different than what we're experiencing in the real it world. It is, so. but I mean, like, now that we've, I mean, so when, when I saw this originally, I saw it in, like, uh, 10 or 11, you know, this, there was no comparison to what's happening now. If I saw this today in the theater, I'd be like, oh, yeah, hey, COVID. Uh, that was the first thing I thought of when the they talked to the mayor about shutting off the water supply. <laughs> right. It's like. That would have been so easy. It and would just always be in the back of my head. At I least mean, you could talk to sense? people and see what's going on. But no, completely unreasonable. Somebody might be inconvenienced. Yeah. Fuck that. They don't want to wear a mask. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we've heard those debates <laughs> well, back and forth all over for the last two years. I'll, I'll just throw this out there. there. There's a difference between asking someone to wear a mask and shutting off the water to a farming community during planting season. Shut up, you farmer. <laughs> 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 well, okay, so how many days was this set over? I mean, from the time the plane crashed to the time of the first victim? No, none of that matters. My, my whole point was I just wanted to see if you saw it different because of our current predicament with... Not not this one because I don't I don't view them as parallels. You know, this is like... This is so fake. This is so fiction that yeah, it doesn't even touch. Yeah, yeah like if, if I were watching Contagion, Contagion? yeah. yeah. Um, I was think I keep thinking of the thing. Like that's the one thing that keeps getting in my brain. Like every three days, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking thing. I need to burn some of my friends with a hot iron. <laughs> You're not doing anything. Shit, motherfucker. You're not fucking doing. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> and they're just not wearing a mask for like ten seconds because they had to take a phone call. I mean, I I think it's safe to say at this point that that we've we've all at least enjoyed tonight uh we've we've been talking we've used a lot of words uh, how, how much sense they've made is probably debatable not, not not as much as we would like but uh i think um there's always a valuable lesson to prepare for your next zombie apocalypse we should all be thinking about that absolutely pineapple trust the deputy pineapple trust the deputy james is correct pineapple all right I'm not we we have been. This is. In that case, can I have your car? Let me find the words here. No. What? Well, if you can't Don't prove say he's, it. If he, yeah. if he can't prove he's not a zombie, you you might get it anyway. Yep. You could try and take my car. You've been listening to Talking with Words for over one year now, and we appreciate that you guys are listening to us. We appreciate that you guys are giving us feedback. You have. Um, multiple narrators here that you are familiar with. You've got um, David. People love you. You are you're mentioned a lot, so you're that, doing that a good job. That can't be good. I mean, we need to kill you immediately, <laughs> Ryan. Probably. Everyone recognizes you. Not Thank ready. you, uh, James. You're fresh. So fresh. We have 
over one year of episodes. I think it's 28. What was the last 20, time you checked? 25, 24. Oh, man, that's so much lower than what I just said. 24. Well, we've we've got a few that haven't been released yet. I think if we released everything we had, we would be at That's 20, true. We have a, we have a lot of that. We have, and we have a lot of requests for, um, I keep calling it behind the scenes episodes or just us talking because a lot of people seem to think that uh, us trying to figure out what we're doing is funnier than uh, the actual reviews we do. And you're probably right. So we will be releasing a lot of that. Uh, we've recorded a couple episodes so far. Um, I will keep these new mics running and uh, thank you so much for listening to us for a year. And we have what? 14 countries. We've got so many people listen to us. Um, we, we appreciate all of you and, um, David has something to say. (laughs) (laughs) You know it too well. I I was just thinking, um, you know, you're talking about throwing out an episode of us just chatting and, um, you know, making it clear how little we know about anything. And why don't we just make that episode 28 and we can refer to it as 28 episodes later. I... <laughs> it's probably a pretty common sentiment. So, no. <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing for this, I'll, you know. All right, you've got... Off the mic. I'm going to go back and actually check how many episodes we have. And if it's 28, we are definitely going to let David probably just talk for like 30 minutes straight with us randomly um, interrupting him with questions that no one has ever wanted answered before. <laughs> Mostly about... Um, we love that you listen. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon.